Hello again, Pastor Deborah here, and we're in another word of encouragement for you. We're coming from my living room. Can't see it back there. It's behind that motion video from Pixabay. I'm using Zoom to record myself. Now, I don't have my green screen, so if you see some weird things happening around my hair or some pictures, see like that coming through, that's my living room's. So please forgive me, but I don't like green screens. They're too cumbersome. I don't have enough room for them. And the ones I've tried, I don't like. So we're just going to have to do the best we can. This is going to be word of encouragement from me, Pastor Deborah, and Agape Love. Love is here's global teaching number 24. We are in week 24 of 2022. And I'm working myself and you through 52 weeks, one word of encouragement video for each week of the year. When I get finished up to 52, I'm going to start on the year 2023. Hopefully I can get way far ahead. That's right. Because I have other teachings to record, children's videos to make regular teachings from out of the Bible I'm working on. I have many topics. I go very slow, so it takes me time. I started one with a children's group called What Does the Word God, G-O-D, mean? And I'm getting ready to start part three. And then I'm going to work through the word Lord, L-O-R-D. For children, they don't know what these words mean, and most humans are children, even if you're 60, 80, or 90 years old, because you haven't had a lot of spiritual teaching to understand. Most of our teachers are fast, loud, screaming. They just go through the scriptures. They don't, even in their Bible studies, it's all denominational. It's got twists in it. There are some pastors that don't believe God can even talk. Or he laughs. Or he has any interaction with you. It's just all what they call providence. It's just what's supposed to happen. Because God just says, that's what's supposed to happen. So that happens, no matter what it is. And if you hear his voice talking to you, leading you, speaking to you, you have mental health problems. And you need to be on medication because God doesn't do that. These are pastors of the word of God who don't believe God talks. And there's some pastors don't believe God does any miracles for today because those ended with the apostles. And there's some pastors and denominations don't even believe in Satan is alive or that he has a kingdom of darkness and ignorance. It's like they ignore Lord Sauron and the Lord of the Rings. He's not real, doesn't exist. Then there's people don't believe the orcs are out there because maybe they're not yet in their territory, or they turn a blind eye and they hide within their walls like the wood elf does. Mm -hmm. Or some people don't believe in casting out of devils or speaking in what they call heavenly tongues. So these people are, are your leaders, and I'm sad to say they are not very good. Mm -hmm. They don't understand the Bible from a spiritual context. That's right. So I'm here to help you. I'm a spiritual teacher. I've had lots of experience in the spirit. I have started off with the hardcore multi-generational Satanists, religious cults, people moving in the spirit, witches, spells. 
That's right. Black masses. Yeah, that's right. That's why I got thrown into those. That's right. So I have learned over many, many years about the realm of the spirit mm -hmm. and about multiple personalities and trauma and abuse spiritually and for the physical body. So here in this word of encouragement, number 24, it is entitled, Is the Lord of the Prophet Isaiah your judge and lawgiver? and king over your thoughts, your concepts, your principles, your heart, your mind, and your spirit. But before we get into these scriptures, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that you desire, as you told Prophet Isaiah in the King James Bible, that you desire to be our judge to look at us, because all things will be judged. You desire to be our lawgiver and our king, our ruler, our politician, our administrator over our own spiritual land, of our spirit, soul, and body, in our nations, in our communities, in our families, in our universities and colleges, in our hospitals, in our businesses, in our laws for the people over our, the resources of the earth. Father, help us to see you, to understand what this scripture means that we're going to get into. Provide the Holy Spirit to help us. He is our spiritual teacher for you. Help us, Father. We need all the help we can get. Help us to understand you as judge, lawgiver, and king in the name of Christ Jesus, the Son of God, the king of the kingdom of Israel, the king of the kingdom of heaven, Christ, the Messiah. In the name of him, Jesus, amen. Okay, we're going to go to Isaiah 33, 20 through 22. This motion video by Pixabay is showing us judgment. The judge, he's righteous, holy, glorious. His law giving is glorious and radiant and his kingship and you see it's always moving it's shining down on us showing us the way to go what is the right judgment what is the right laws he is guiding us and leading us through his glory his light as a judge a lawgiver and a king verse 20 of isaiah 33 20 through 22 look Upon Zion, Isaiah says, our spiritual cities of our spirit and our soul. Look at all our laws, our solemnities, how we judge, how we rule, who's our king. Look at that within us. Let your eyes see into us, into your city called Jerusalem, the city of peace. To see if it's there in Zion, in our nation, in our businesses, in our families. Is this golden rays of your judgment, your law, your kingship, is it there? Look, Father, look and help us to see if it is or if it is not. 
is your spiritual city, Jerusalem, the city of peace, or in our spirit, where you can settle down and live as a judge, as a king, as a lawgiver? Is your word of God there? Is the mind of Christ in our soul? Look, Father, and help us. This is what Isaiah is saying. Jerusalem meant, means the city of peace. It's a spiritual city of the Lord's eternal peace, his resting place, his high place. You can see that in the natural, it was built up on a high mountain, a plateau. And then on top of that, they built a big, what they call Solomon's temple and other temples. And now in the natural, there's a war going on for the very top of it. Because people realize land in the old days and now is very valuable. But it's really a spiritual battle for who's going to be in your spirit and have the high place. And place his temple where you spiritually worship. He says that this Jerusalem he desires to see in you to be a quiet habitation for him, a tabernacle, a holy of holies, the temple, the sanctuary that shall not be taken down within your spirit or your soul. The old you before this sets place, before your new birth. That's not the case. Even when you get born again, you're a baby. He starts setting up. But there's a lot of mess still in there that his words, his laws, his judgment have to deal with and change. But he is saying he wants to build his holy holies there. Even in your nation, your capitals. Mm -hmm. I heard once here just recently, some people call your capital building buildings a holy temple. Sacrifices are made. What would that be? When laws are passed, you bring money, animals to it. Mm -hmm. And there's high priestesses. There's high priest. There's a multitude of people that work in it to keep that holy temple going. Every nation has one. Every city has them. Mm -hmm. A lot of workers in these temples. And he says, I want to build it, my, with my laws in it, where I sit as judge and king over you spiritually, over your soul, over your physical body, and over your nation and community, your families, over what you call religion and worship. That's what he's desiring. And he's asking you, and I'm asking you, is he the one that's there? Is he your judge? Is he your lawgiver? Is he your king? So he said, I want to set up pillars and foundation. And I want to use strong buckles to help you in times of fear and war. Strong foundations that can never be removed or toppled. We know in the natural, we see that all the time. Buildings come down. One group of people and religion take over. We saw that in Rome in Jerusalem. Then we saw Islamic takeover where the temple used to be. The temple was torn down of Solomon. But God says, no, I don't want that in the spirit. 
I don't want that in your nation. I want your nation to worship me as a king, a lawgiver, and a judge. And I want your spirit, soul, and body to also be there. And he says, I want the cords of this, my connections to you to be strong, to be bonded together, and never be broken. Verse 21. But there in Zion and its city of Jerusalem in the spirit, in the spirit realm, the glorious Lord will be unto you if he can get settled down and you will welcome him in and you will allow him to set up his throne as king, his government as lawgivers and his universal judgment that he sets at the table at the high court and judges you righteously with righteous judgment. He's wanting to do that to help you in your spirit. Then he would love to set that up in your country, your soul. That's sort of like the suburbs sort of, of the city. And then your physical bodies, the outlands. He'd love to set that up also in your nation and your businesses, mm -hmm. and your families, and your communities, and your marketplaces, places of business. Mm -hmm. He has big goals. He's trying to get there because he knows his righteousness is so glorious and right and true. That if he can get that set up, you will be better. The nations will be better. The earth will be happy. The animals and creatures will be happy. A lot of these wars and rumors or wars will get less, less. Mm -hmm. Healing will occur with people. He goes on and says, in your spirit, your soul and body, and in the world, I want to set up this beautiful system of a kingdom, of laws, of a government, and of righteousness through judgment. I want rivers of flowing of peace and joy and love throughout your spirit, your soul and your body, and in your earth through the natural through the governments of the world, through businesses. He says, I want free-flowing rivers of life and love to flow. And he said in these rivers, they won't be that big. No galley ships, no ships of war, no submarines. That's right. We'll be able to float on them, be in them, just a sweet, gentle river, always flowing always moving and bringing life with it. And he'll do that in the nation, the country, through the government systems, businesses. Mm -hmm. And he's wanting to do that to help humanity get out of the mess that we are in. And boy, are we a mess. I bet you those creatures from other planets just laugh at us. My goodness. We don't like anybody. We hate each other. We're fighting. We don't like law. We want to be rebellious and loot and rob. We don't want to go to jail. We don't want time out. We don't want to be punished for anything. We don't want to have borders. We don't want any of that. 
let's take our borders. If you don't have borders to your land, bad things can come in. Let's look at your physical body. There's a barrier of skin. But when bad things want to come in, they got to come in through the nose, the mouth, through a wound. Once they get in that physical body, all hell happens. Well, that's the same thing when people come into your country illegally. They don't come in the right way. The right way is when you eat food and you drink water and you put good things in your body. Mm -hmm. So you can relate everything, both in the natural and the spiritual, to nations, to boundaries, to rivers. Pastor Deborah's job is to help you read this Bible and see it from a spiritual context for your spirit your soul, and your physical body. And then carry that out to the nations, the cities, your families, your businesses. Verse 22. For the Lord is our judge. Verse 22. Isaiah is saying, for the Lord is our judge. The Lord is, a, is our lawgiver. The Lord is our king. That means politician, administrator, leader of the nation, our warrior, our protector. He will save us. Can you say that about the God of Isaiah? That he is your Lord? That means owner and master. That he is your judge? Do you allow him to judge you and your thoughts? Does he judge your soul? Yes, he does. Do you allow him to? Probably not. What if he said you're guilty of lies? What if he says you're corrupt? You're a thief. You're a crooked politician. You're serving the God of this world, Satan. You're trying to build his kingdom of government so his antichrist can come. What if he says you're serving that side? The dark Lord Sauron. And you're one of his evil, wicked humans. Mm -hmm. Sauron had humans serving him along with the orcs and all the other ick. Mm -hmm. He was trying to take over all of Middle Earth. He would remember what the old wizard Solomon did. He would stir up the humans. So they stole your land and property, killed your wife. Go get them. Go kill these people. And then they would work alongside with the orcs mm -hmm. and all the other things. Remember those creatures? <sighs> so you can see all of this happening in movies. So Isaiah is saying that this God that he has had this vision from that Isaiah is talking to is his Lord, is his God, is his judge and his king. And he will save us. Mm -hmm. Save you from what? Death? Hell? Being a slave? Oppressed? Vexation? Torment? The enemy? Well, who's the enemy? How can he save you from demonic spirits? How can he save you from earthly death? Can he? What about spiritual death? What's that? Well, Isaiah sends us off to Psalms 89, 18. Psalms was written by King David, the second king of Israel. The first one was King Saul. He messed up. He disobeyed, got de-anointed, got evil spirits for that. And King David took his place. And King David tells us in Psalms 89, 18, for the Lord is our defense and the Holy One of Israel is our king. 
Can you say that about the, the God of King David and Isaiah, that he is your defense and he is the Holy One of Israel, your king? Or do you serve another king, constitution? You serve your political party. Do you serve the God of this world, Satan, and trying to build his government? Will you do anything to have power, pleasures, and you look at people or things that you'll sell it? Are you trying to have everybody the same, even if they don't look like you? Do you blame people for having different skin colors? Do you hold the past against them when they didn't do it to you? Do you vote for people who desire to let you choose to kill babies in your own womb? The babies didn't do anything wrong. They want to live. They don't want to die. They don't want to be sacrificed, torn apart, dissolved because of you. Maybe you made a decision to have the sex. Maybe you didn't, but they deserve to live. Somebody let you live. Somebody thought enough of it, their baby and their womb to have you. And now you want to kill a life. You're a child sacrificer on the altar of Moloch. And you've got permission by the priestess and the high priest of your government through their laws of sacrifice to do it. And you'll use other people's money to do it. Where did Planned Parenthood come from? Eugenics. Where did Adolf Hitler get his eradication of the Jews and the camps and the gas chambers? Eugenics from America. Why was that done? Because somebody thought too many children were evil and wicked. And women were being abused because they kept having children. Didn't have any rights. And some people thought certain people with certain skin color didn't deserve to live. They were really more animals and beasts. And other people thought children with disabilities. They would drain society of the resources for the healthy. There's all sorts of reasons why people kill babies in the womb. Don't be one. Don't support it. Many people, women, after they do that, their consciences bother them. They have horrible, horrible issues because of this. Because they're going against the spirit of life that's in them themselves. They have post-traumatic stress problems, just like soldiers when they have to go to war and kill another human being. The spirit and the soul is not created, even in its perverse state. To kill. It's a child of life, even if it's a child of Satan. And those that are in the industry of abortion, they are now numb. Their heart is stone cold. Their conscience is burned and sealed. They look away. They just make money. And they tell themselves, Lies. Do they know what they're doing to the little baby? Do they believe the baby has a right to live? No, they don't care. So this God, King David, 
God of Isaiah, just let me come in and help you. First, we have to look at you through my laws of life. I will step into your life as king and help you. I will bring my kingdom, my system of government. I will judge your deeds, your actions. I will help you to judge other people righteously and to judge your concepts and ideas and your thoughts. He's here as Lord and God and King to help you. He wants to help you. He wants to guide you with his glorious light and truth and knowledge, give you love, joy, and peace. He wants to build his holy of holies, his beautiful temple inside of your spirit and help you. It's not against you, but most of you are evil and wicked in your spirit, in your soul, and your physical body is doing evil and wicked, ungodly things to others. He is here to say, I want to help you. And how we do that is first invite me in with your free will. Let me set up my holy of holies. Let me set up my throne room. Let me set up my court that I may judge. I've already judged you from the cross. I found you innocent and ignorant and I forgave you. Now help me to come inside of you just by saying, I want you as my Lord and God and King, as King David had you, as Isaiah had you. Then he'll give you a Hebrews 4.12, spiritual circumcision. He will separate, free your spirit from your soul. Bring it up out of the cocoon of death. Be able to minister to you freely. Then you'll go back. You'll still be attached to your body and your soul, but you'll be different. Your soul will start feeling the changes and the difference. Might be war in there, but he'll help you with that. And then your actions and your deeds will change. Your thoughts and your concepts will change. You might vote for somebody else. You might not be as angry as you were. Your social media comments might be more filled with love. You might love your neighbor who doesn't think like you. The memories of your abuse and your trauma and still being a victim will be far from you. He'll heal what needs to be healed. He's not against you. He's for you. But in the condition you're in right now, you need a lot of help. So he's asking you in this word of encouragement, please let him be your king, your lawgiver, and your judge as he was for King David and Isaiah. All right, that ends this word of encouragement for this week. Let's pray. Dear Father, all those that heard this and desire for you to be, to come into their spirit, their heart, their mind, and for you to set up your throne room as king, to rule over their spirit, their thoughts, their concepts, help and lead them and guide them by your kingdom by your laws of righteousness and justice. Help to judge them when they do wrong. Help their consciences to come back alive and no longer be dead unto you. Father, help their souls to change, be transformed into the very mind of Christ 
and then help their bodies to be healed and to make the right choices and do the right deeds of righteousness from you. Father, this is your work of Isaiah 61 and 62 of Hebrews 4, 12. Fulfill your word in their lives. If they will allow you in freely by their free will. Father, we know that you will not ever force yourself on anyone. You will not threaten them with fear of death or with a sword. This is not conversion as most people know it is. This is a rebirthing. The old damn spirit, soul, and body sort of dies. And a new creature of light, a new child of the kingdom of heaven is born by you. Never been created before. So help them, Father, to want to become new. Like the caterpillar who went into the cocoon and came out a butterfly. Father. Do your work that only you can do in the name of Christ Jesus. All right. See you next week on another word of encouragement from Agape Love, Love is Here's global teaching ministry in the Zoom studio in my living room with Pastor Deborah. Bye.